Hello and welcome to another episode of Allies of Convenience, the international competitive Warhammer 40,000 podcast. My name is Alex Ray, your host. I hope you've all had an absolutely amazing Christmas with your family and loved ones. This episode is basically our review of 2015. Um, we had a few little bullet points that we wanted to get through. <laughs> we didn't get through all of them, um, but we had a, just a, an hour-long chat about the year in review. Um, We'd really love to hear how your 2015 was for uh, gaming and hobbying, of course, as well. So, after you listen to this, please head over to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash AOC podcast, uh, and get involved in the discussion. Let us know what your highlights, what your memories were from 2015, and how you feel about the state of Warhammer 40,000, and how it's changed from January 2015 uh, to now, the end of the year, uh, all the releases, all of the changes, all of the wonderful stuff that we've had, uh, all of the not-so-wonderful stuff that we've had as well. So, yeah, just let us know, and uh, let's get into the episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I hope you've been enjoying your Christmas festivities or whatever non-specific religious or non-religious activity you are partaking of over this period of the year. Um, it's the end of 2015. It's been incredibly hectic, so hectic that we just had to do Google searches to remember exactly what's come out this year because it's been so much. Um, but we're going to do a very short rundown of 2015 uh, from the view of the competitive Warhammer 40,000 perspective. Uh, I am joined by Mike Collins. Join me on the dark side. Who went and saw, obviously, The Force Awakens in fancy dress as well. That wasn't me, by the way. That, that was is a picture of a, that is a picture of a random bloke. That was you, you with my child. Son. Yeah, you thought that was you. <laughs> oh, it was you and your son. Oh my god! Yeah, no, that's just some random ticket collector. It's like half the size of my. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I was yeah. giving you like mad respect for that. Mm. Have you not seen the one of Pete though? That actually is Pete as well, isn't it? Yeah, the stormtrooper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I really went. Like, I I went in a robe. I, I I wore a Jedi robe. So you I went, went in, in a dress. <laughs> yeah, you went in your dressing uh, No, I bought an official Jedi robe from StarWarsClothing.com or whatever it's called. No, it's, oh, actually, called, it's actually called JediRobes.com. There's a web, I googled Jedi robe and JediRobes.com came up, so they know exactly what their customers want. Um, Man, they were they were they were cashing in that weekend. Weren't they? I went I went to a uh, I went to a midnight showing though. Did anyone else go to a midnight showing? Or no so one it showing? was your dressing gown, is what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so, it became it. Yes. <laughs> No, I did not go to a midnight showing. No. I'm going on Tuesday, so no spoilers. Okay. Oh. Uh, I'm joined by Matt Robertson as well. Hello. Hello. Uh, and Andy Oakham. Hey, guys. Han Solo dies. I haven't seen Star Wars yet. No, I'm seeing it on my birthday on Tuesday. So... Alex, you can't say that. I can. I said it twice. What did he say? I said Han Solo did dies. You... Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you can't see it on the first weekend it's released, you don't care enough. To say <laughs> that is true. Oh, we need to put a spoiler alert out with this podcast. No, it's not going to come out until after Christmas. If, if anyone after. hasn't seen Star Wars, <laughs> Christmas yeah, next year. Silly. Exactly. This is going to come out in fucking March. We this will this. come out. This will come out on Boxing Day. You watch. You wait and see. <laughs> How, what, what money are we putting on that? Uh, I think any money you about... like, because I'll, I'll yeah. just do it regardless. I don't have to do any work between the twenty third and New Year's Eve, so I'm fine. Does what that mean we get to uh, to get rid of our um, our backlog of episodes then? Your backlog, yes, I know you like getting rid of your backlog, but we'll talk about <laughs> the ETC later. Um, <laughs> oh, so, touche, sir. I know I've been working on my witty repartee, but not silencing oh, my phone. Great. Not silencing his phone. I think you owe us all a drink now. I do. Yes, <laughs> that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'll balance it out against everything you owe me. 
Right. Um, so it's been a it's, it's been a crazy year. We've been asking for um, more consistent releases, and Games Workshop said it was like. You remember? Has anyone seen that scene in The Simpsons where Homer goes to hell and the devil likes asks him what donuts. his favorite food is, and he says donuts, and then he breaks the machine. It's kind of like that. Um, we had. Oh, Necrons, Harlequins, Demonkin, Skitari, Craft Worlds, Imperial Knights again, Cult Mechanitus, Space Marines again, Dark Angels again, and Tau Empire again. Ten releases in 2015. And that's just Codex books because we also had... Uh, Sounds like Andy's sex life as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, also had, uh, we also had expansions uh, coming out. Of course, we had uh, two box sets, the Damocles Operation Shadow Talon box set and the burning dawn box set as well as the warzone democles Kalyon and montcar uh, supplements which came out and gave us lots of cool special rules and that's not even looking at any of the uh, plentiful forge world stuff that's been released and of course the uh, betrayal at cal 30k uh, release as well so it's been a veritable bounty of 40k content do you guys feel like that's been too much this year let me just say it straight away has it been too much one thing you just missed alex was the unrelease of fantasy yeah but we don't care about that because we're a 40k podcast so uh, (laughs) has it been too much has it been too much no because it's been semi-decent apart from elder I'm going to say yes, because it was just full of bullshit. Yep. Why has it been too much? Because for me, I feel like the release schedule was not like, I'm not, I don't want to complain too much, but I just feel like it's just been too frequent to really keep up with it competitively. Well, Alex, you just got to have a look at how many codexes you've jumped on when they first come out, but then haven't got around to modeling or playing with because something's come out. Something's come out and it stopped you from buying it because you automatically think think you have a chance. So I think you are probably like 20% of the people who play the game. Very possibly. Very possibly. Um, or something comes out in a supplement that makes it better and you want to reevaluate, or like you said, it, it negates your idea. Um, the or, meta- someone, or someone has a look at the rules and goes, yeah, that doesn't work, and then that's that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, it just means the meta's been flying um, roundabout. Um, but as you mentioned, Eldar have managed to maintain their spot by having a codex with zero bad choices in. Um it's been an interesting year. We sort of started off... What did we start off with then? So we started off... Necrons, wasn't it? With Necrons in January, which brought the Decurion, which, you know, that's got to be something we've got to talk about. The effect that the Decurion and all of its derivatives have had on 40k. People were moaning about formations, but we got formations plus plus this year. Um, what do we you guys think depressed. about... What do you guys feel about the Decurion formations and what they've brought to 40k? Hmm, strange, strange rules. Um, well, I say strange rules. It's more like if you go, oh, shit, I'm bound in take off. I know that's give them a way to play Battleforge, but in an unbound way. I think they're nice new options, but also bad because certain uh, armies have them and some don't. If they, it's like a different CAD, whereas everyone has had CAD for so long. Mm. It's all there. If everybody had, at a similar time, this new 
style of formation detachment and then well give it a year or so when everyone does have well maybe two years it might just uh, okay it all works out with each other but mm. we're still going to see that I agree with you Matt I think there's been a lack of consistency in the design direction um, as we've gone into 7th edition and we've seen you know, new 7th edition books released even going from December to January so December saw the Blood Angels book come out and that was it was pretty lackluster wasn't it really it was pretty <laughs> meh um, and literally the next month we had these Decurions appearing in the uh, Necron book so that was a quite a big change very big change um, and it, it seems like the way that they're delivering rules is is different now as well. Well, whereas before we were seeing supplementary codexes like the Clan Raken and the Sentinels of Terror for the Space Marines, for example, now they seem to be delivering their books in this sort of uh, campaign supplement format with the Damocles, Monkar, and, and Kalyon stuff. But before we would have expected. A Farsight Enclaves book, for example. Uh, now we have the uh, the Monkar uh, supplement instead. Uh, we may have expected a a White Scars or a Raven Guard supplement, but it's been rolled in all to one book. Which, you know, not to be sceptical, but it's probably a clever way of doing it because if you only want the rules for White Scars, you'll still buy that and you get all the other rules as well, and you're forced to pay the the full price. But you know, what do you guys think about the way that they've moved from doing these these uh, codex-specific supplements to the campaign books? Uh, have you guys bought any? What do you think of them? I mean, I, I quite like the, the campaign book idea because uh, they bring it's basically a two for one. They bring out two two buffs to two different armies at the same time. So gaming-wise, it's it's opening up again uh, more benefits to more armies rather than just like. If they didn't have like sort of white scars in that in, in that carrion thingy, then it would just be like a massive tower buff, and we just have nothing but tower. But it gives the symmetrical toys for like white scars to play with. Even though white scars were crap to begin with, they got even that Ignos cover item was like obviously the best thing in that code, uh, that book, obviously. But 20, twenty points, isn't it? As well. Yeah, that's basically all you got out of Curtis because the formations are a bit uh, meh. But uh, the yeah, it was cool because it's a two for one. I, I like it. Plus, yeah. we never buy codexes, let's be honest. <laughs> it is nice that you're not having to wait. Like, we're saying that, like I was saying before, some books are still waiting for their Decurion style. Whereas with these mini campaign books, your army might not be the main focus, but you might get a couple of little new things. So it's, it's one good way of doing it if you're not waiting around for a Chaos Codex. Oh, don't mention that. <laughs> when it. Do they think they've already released it or something? They forgot. I don't know what it is. They just Andy, keep... what happened to you then? It's like you're doing Morse code. Um, well, how, how much was... of an impact did the Corn Demon Kim book make? Because when it came out, we were kind of like, not really. It still, still doesn't make them good. You're still mainly using 
you know, flesh hounds and bloodthirsters. You're not using chaos space marines, apart from the ones you absolutely have to take on bikes for the gore pack, right? Well, if you go back to our review of it, it first came out and we were like, we were struggling to write a competitive list without yeah. adding in free flyers at the yeah. time. Whereas we've seen Still are, some we? success <laughs> with it at ETC. Quite a lot of teams had the six, seven soul grinders. Yeah, um, we've seen a few guys try it in the UK. Not we, do... did, we didn't. We didn't see that coming at all, did we? When we uh... no, no. Uh, I mean, it's top. easy to overlook soul grinders because they're not an obvious choice. But I suppose in the meta, when you're looking at their armor level and survivability and general mobility as well, I, I guess, I guess so. Well, we've not seen massive success from it. No, no, no. For, it's a bit of shit still, isn't it? <laughs> for a few people to be running it, it must. It's another build. It's something a bit different. I mean, aren't guys aren't guys doing okay in the states with Gore Pack though, and, and the the D Thirsters? Uh, I know. I've not mean... seen much big success at any of the major events with it. Mm. But I mean, they play they play a weird comp in America, don't they? So it doesn't yeah, seem... yeah. Yeah, hobby hammer and stuff. <laughs> uh, sorry about that, America. <laughs> Where's Jesse to rage when you need him? <laughs> He's not here. Oh, I forgot, I forgot. I forgot to touch on the Harlequins book, but yeah, so did everyone else. Harlequins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you, to do you remember Robbo when that when we got all the stuff for that? We were at Gas. We were at Gas Thor Jones's wedding. Oh yeah. Um, and we were like in the corner, going, "We got the codex. We got the codex." Obviously enjoying. Uh, dancing with my mustard top on, but I've still got that video. Yeah, and uh, oh God, the disappointment it ruined it ruined Gas's wedding for me. You know, <laughs> inconsiderate company. Aren't it was a great <laughs> wedding, and Andy was sat in the corner sulking. You're still remembered by his wife as who was the guy in the mustard top. <laughs> you wore a mustard coloured top to Gaz's wedding. Nah, don't talk about it, please. Did you, did you did you go as Captain Kirk or something? <laughs> <laughs> Sean addressed him. Oh dear! I, I bet that colour is really good for sweat patches as well. Oh, <laughs> no, man, it got worse. It got worse, right? I didn't have sweat patches because I was wearing a white, this like oversized white shirt underneath, like, <laughs> with a collar and stuff popping out. I thought it was really cool. Oh, I realised you were wearing mustard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so because everyone had like really pastel colours at the wedding, obviously, and then I just stuck out like a sort of ass. What, like the tuxedos from Dumb and Dumber sort of colours? Yeah. That's all I can bad. imagine in my mind. Just think a tub of English mustard smeared all over yeah. yourself. <laughs> well, that sounds like a, a, a nice night in with Andy. Just cover him <laughs> in grainy French dressings. Mm. English mustard, Mike. None of that French shit. Ah. Nope. That's the wrong colour. Coleman's anyway. only, not Dijon. Um... 40k. Right. <clears throat> so we we agree that yeah. we agree that Corm Demon Kin did nothing to help actual power armored Chaos Space Marines whatsoever, and they still need a book. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah. Preferably with lots of free stuff in, because I can't see them being like nine points a model, which is what they well, probably need we, to be to be worthwhile. We did have that amazing um, fake codex leak, didn't we? Not so long ago about Chaos Space Marines. We're not mentioning that. Oh, that it was, was so just good. upsetting. It was so good, wasn't it? It was like, this is going to be amazing. I was like, Slaneshi Thunderbolt Cavalry. I was literally ejaculating in my pants. When You'd I already started it in the models, didn't you? Mate, I had. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. It's, That's how you were sticking them together, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Friction and man glue. Mm. Oh. oh, and we had a we had a new an entirely new faction this year as well, didn't we? Which is quite exciting. We had two, didn't we? Yeah. Um, did we? It's Qatari and Mechanics has come out. Well, that's the same bloody thing. No, counts as two. Counts well, as two. It's two different books. Counts as two. Adeptus Mechanicum, aren't they? So. But yes, that was my that was my point. You fucking pedants. Pedants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to pick up on that. Just gonna let that fly. <laughs> I think you meant to say pedant. No, pedants. He's talking gangster again, Mike. We don't hey, understand well, his lingo. Well, he is pretty gangster. After all, I mean, I did, I did listen to all of about five minutes of, uh, of Radio Six music to listen to Alex. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was actually a release that was pretty good, though. I I YouTubed some of Alex's music and my ears bled. It was. <laughs> Why are we going back to talking about my music? That's irrelevant. Um, I'm sorry. Speaking of guitar and co- yes, clearly. Um, Skitari and Colt Mechanicus releases. They're pretty techno, aren't they? Yeah. There we go. We're, we're tying it in. That's why we're talking about your music. Ah, <laughs> oh. Techno. <laughs> it's grime. Yeah. Right? They're kind of grime. No. <laughs> no, That's just feel, like... Feel free. <laughs> can, 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 can I just see Alex's hand over his head just like shaking it? It's like, no, I, I can see him like marking down the time so we can delete this. <laughs> <laughs> or marking goes out of ten. <laughs> uh, moving on <laughs> sorry Alex what were you saying I was trying to talk about the Skatarian cult Mechanicus <laughs> yes they're worth talking about they are definitely worth talking Mechanicus about Mechanicus is pretty badass actually especially when that war convocation shit hit the shelf mm. that was tasty Which that's was another thing like, we had that's that, thing was, we had. It's that like, was utter bullshit wasn't it when that came out white, random white dwarf formation releases there was war convocation what else was there Skyhammer Skyhammer yeah that was one that wasn't in white dwarf that was a Sky- online only um, if you buy it from us formation from the there was a web store exclusive wasn't it see things like <coughs> that was difficult it's like how do tournament organisers go about shit like that because it's not it's limited to who can get it well, in the end, it wasn't because obviously people can just download it off the internet, which is what they did. Yeah, um, but not everyone. Not everyone has the. Internet. Not everyone has the internet in 2015. <laughs> exactly, those Bedouin monks that want to play Warhammer 40,000, and and people DJing in America apparently have trouble yeah, with the internet as well. Do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can I can download maybe one page of a PDF, but anything more than that. Andy, is... I'm assuming the people listening to this podcast at least have internet. Hmm. Well, no, they might be. They might. They might. You know, have friends telling them about it. Well, <laughs> what are these the I'm just friends. trying to be the middleman here. You're being a hodor. I'm playing devil's advocate. <laughs> Listen, the issue was it's not centralised, you know. But I mean, we've we've just had this ridiculous FAQ release which had oh. nothing in it, and doesn't no it doesn't it show no, that dark w don't give a shit? Well, no, they didn't. There was like there's a million questions there, and they've just answered the one that was fucking obvious. Okay, so Ravenwing benefit. Oh, so what was the very it's... specific change? I, I didn't. I haven't read the FAQ myself yet. But basically, I know it's... the in the Ravenwing formation bit thing at the back, where mm. it was like you have three HQs, but they have to be Ravenwing, and you can only actually take only... one HQ. Yeah, yeah. It now says um, anyone that's Raven Ravenwing or is on a bike, so you can get oh, your that's cool. library. So they, don't, so they don't actually get the Ravenwing rule, though. That's cool. Yeah, they don't get the Raven. Yeah, but no. <laughs> why not just say 
I mean, I don't, I don't give a shit either way, which way they want to roll it. But I mean, that's an asked question. All the pe- loads of people have asked these questions. Hmm. Just fucking address it, for fuck's sake. Thing is, mate, they don't want to admit that they fucked not? up. That's right. That it's, ob- it's obvious on that one, yeah. so they have to admit on that one. Everything else, nope, not touching it. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, how are you so fucking retarded that you can't even support the game that people are spending thousands on? So I can download it illegally off the internet. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They're so spending. It's... They're spending th- thousands on collecting the most detailed miniatures in the oh. industry. Oh, it makes me. It makes me. <laughs> makes me rage. That as as well. The FAQs is one thing. But the fact the game is descending into the most massive waste of time rock, paper, scissors event is a little bit disheartening. But you've got your Invisible Wolf star now. Yeah, and it, I tell you what, there's no skill in that at all. It's great fun to play, but it's just like, I don't know, like shooting fish in a barrel. I was about to like segue that onto the Nova event, but <laughs> you, you go ahead. out of the water. <laughs> you go ahead. So is it worth mentioning the... Going back towards early year, we had the LVO, one of the biggest events in the world now. Who won that? Which was Sean Aiden with his now infamous Lick to Shame. Is that Lick to Shame still about, or is it now dead because of time? Uh, because, because of time? Yeah, time. Time's you mean the passing short. of time? No, as in like all these codexes and shit that come out. Is so, it just, yes, that's is it, what he means, Alex. Yes, the passing of time. And Classic of time. Well, it's it's still all right in specific. I mean, it was only good in specific rules pack anyway, wasn't it? Like it was very really specific uh, to that. No, he did. Didn't he take it to the ETC? No, he no. took it to the Eleven Company GT the back end of last year and did well with it at that. I can't remember if he won it or not. So it, it was a good all round event, but it's one of those where people go, eh, "What does it do?" Eh? Yeah, Played by, by a very good player. Let me That's not like say it was yeah. only good because of the rules pack because that is a gross misjustice to his achievements um it was particularly more effective in that rules pack um than possibly in others well i think what he'd done he hadn't just jet just made a list off the top of his head going oh, you know what would work really well he's thought about the rules pack for the no he's playing no, he's not. no we interviewed him on the show he, he didn't read the rules pack <laughs> until he got there Fucking! Hell, I was trying to give him credit. No, no, no. He, well, no you, you, I'll you give him credit. Give him credit. Fact, he didn't. He didn't just run towards his opponent like most of the people do who play in America. <clears> well, yeah. He actually played the game. You know those rakes they use for poker chips or, or or whatever. That's what they use for movement in America. I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, it's from Jesse. Don't yeah, play. Jesse told me. Yeah. He well, that's it. We we know that to be true because Jesse, top table player in America. He was second, he second from last in the UK. He's uh, <laughs> used to three day events, Mike. He didn't make it to yeah. day two. <laughs> yeah. He thought he'd push on. He thought he'd push on in day three and really get up. <laughs> what do you mean I'm getting on the tree? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so we had quite a lot of re releases, didn't we, this year as well? So, strangely enough, um, some, some codexes got revisited pretty early on that we didn't think would be who the fuck is building like hodor. blocks <laughs> it's fucking hodor as i say in the chat andy stop fidgeting he's playing with his rehypnol mask underneath fucking hell he, he's, he's just <laughs> sorry yeah nice one hodor 22 30 hodor 
Hodor. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't edit that bit out, Alex. <laughs> um, so we had a few codexes revisited, which were quite surprising, really, because they were done quite recently. Um, the first one, of course, was the Eldar book, oh. which we thought, oh, yes, finally, you know, we'll have a nice, even playing ground. Seventh edition is going to be great. They're going to fix oh. wave serpents and jet bikes and nonsense farseers with invincible summoning helmets of death and stones and rubbish. And all it's going I'm to be okay. Say, all I'm going to say is bring back wave serpents. <laughs> yeah. It that, wasn't that, that, I would. What is it? Wave serpent is quite. It's quite. A, what, what is it? 115 points or something. Well, now you can get it for 81 with the same amount of firepower. It's like nice. Yeah, we were so hopeful, weren't we? When yeah, that Eldar book yeah. was on the on the horizon, it's like, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna. They listen to us. They that, know. That must be the reason why they're doing it. It must be the reason. Yeah. And then we got given the fucking Elder Pendants Day, man. And it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah. Uh, ironically, no one picked up on the warp spiders uh, on day one, did we? Yeah, we did. We all did. did we didn't we? say like have a formation, but we said no, they were not amazingly like, let's good. Let's run forty warp spiders in a list, did we? I know, nah, we, we it took a little bit of time to see we just were, how abusive they were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were still thinking in terms of CAD, they weren't we? I think. Yeah, we I really guess so. Rather than just, else. oh, that's a nice few units. Let's just plug them mm. in because we can. Yeah, that's um, another good point. Like Mike's saying there, as this year's gone on, even just writing lists, you've gone more away from CAD being the norm. Mm. Which, like, when Necrons came out beginning of the year, you had one arm which had the special one. So everyone was still thinking CAD. And, and an now there's that many different. It options everyone's thinking right what options do i have to write in this list how can i abuse the different options available to the maximum yeah and the fact and it doesn't it doesn't dawn on you take... either until until you actually play the scouring does it matt when you're playing with necrons it's like oh shit these are fast attack aren't they <laughs> oh, oh, no. i just we're just not talking about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean the fact that you can Obviously, the Decurion style formations are made out of smaller building blocks of formations in themselves. But you know, the fact that you can take them on their their own is very powerful, especially when you have ones which are so so well maximized, like the uh, the Aspect Host, which basically just lets you buy it, it lets you put redundancy in your list, which is what you would be doing anyway. You want to take as many of the the good things as you can. And then get free bonuses and, for it, which is nice. Yeah, and and GW get to sell all the vipers as well, and all the all the, <laughs> all the janky shit that you have to have mm. that they had loads of. Well, let's just make sure they have to buy this. Perfect. Mm, so that was that was that. So now we've gone from um, wave serpents and summoning seers to um, God knows whatever it is this week. Jet warp bikes and warp spiders. Jet bikes, warp spiders, and, and, and a race. D mark. up the wazoo as well. Don't oh, forget yeah. D, D up the batteries wazoo. as well. Yeah. yeah, there's been a lot more D in the game. Mm. And it's only in that codex. It's pretty much only in that codex. Yeah, yeah it's predominantly. Has, any, has anyone else got any D other than Eldar? And I've, got, I've got some D. Oh, wait. Orcs. Tau? Yeah, I suppose Tau have. Tau have got the D. But they've got like what? D missiles. D missiles, which are not barrage. No. So And they're on a gargantuan creature that's over overpriced if you don't play Comp yeah. Hammer as well. Tower's another weird one <coughs> because they got a new codex, but 
didn't really get a new codex in comparison to yeah. like the Eldar release, for example. Yeah, exactly. So again, it's sort of like you go from January, which is a completely new design and strategy uh, with the Necrons, so different from the, the Blood Angels book that was only a couple of weeks before. And then in October, when the Tower book came out, and you had, you know, what was effectively the old Tower book and the contents of one of the supplements... Mm-hmm. stuck in yeah. there which is really it's strange like, it's like we've seen the Eldar book be redone and get a complete overhaul the Necrons mm. got a complete overhaul Space Marines got an overhaul Dark well, Angels ne- Necrons got arguably got a little bit shit didn't they if it wasn't for the Decurion Necron mm. wouldn't be that much they, they did lose an awful lot didn't they well it was still a complete overhaul of the book whereas the Tau yes. is the same Tau book basically with yeah. some new models rather yeah. you'd think the other books have had new models as well Less so, because they already had a lot. Mm. But it's it's a weird strategy, and it'd be interesting to see, say, there's rumours of NIDs getting redone early next year. Is this going to be a new NID book, or is it going to be, we've got some big NID monstrous creatures we want to release? Is it? Well, that's interesting then? as well, because if they, we had NID releases, didn't we? Was that this year? Uh, that was last year. The spores and stuff. Yeah, that was... Because they're not in the Codex either, so you've still got to roll those into the Codex. Yeah, that's the Leviathan supplement. Yeah. That's probably a year or so before. Yeah. <clears throat> Imperial Knights got redone. Um, they just basically added an, ex- uh, an extra an extra sprue to the box, and that warranted a, uh, a new codex, apparently. Um... Yeah, that's another one where you've got a couple of new models, a completely new book. Well, the, the old knights haven't changed, but the waller traits have changed. The way you have mm. the chart where you can either be shit or be good has changed. Whereas you could, they could have just released the three in a white dwarf or in a little supplement on their own to add on to the knight book. Mm. And that wasn't that long before Tau. No, that was literally I mean, May to October. So June, July, August, September, four, four or five months. It's weird as well because that was that was my point. There wasn't really a consistent design sort of uh, ethos throughout the year. You started off with the Decurion, which was interesting, introducing new stuff. Then you jump straight into the Harlequins book, which is a standalone book, but not really a standalone book. Um, and then you've got the Demonkin, which is a standalone book, but it's still is it a new faction? Yes. Yes. Okay. So that is a that is a new standalone faction on its own, but pretty much made up of predominantly units that have not been changed, bar a, a few tweaks. But you know the important stuff like the Marines was still just as shit as they always were. Um, then an entirely new faction in the Skatari that we'd never seen before. All new models, all new kits. Uh, continued with the Cult Mechanicus. S- stuffed in the middle of that was the Eldar book out of nowhere and then we had Space Marines and Dark Angels back to back and ironically Dark Angels this time came out before Space Marines and still got shafted um, so. yeah <clears throat> so Codex Ravenwing Command Squad Squad. Um, well to be honest Ravenwing and Dark Angels did lo- they did lose quite a lot in this yes in this current iteration because they, they had get, so I mean, much in that they book. got well well they did I mean they, <laughs> they've gained they've gained the re-roll jink yeah 
right? So that's fine, unless, of course, you're playing anyone with any ability to get Ignore's cover. Um, it came out, and, like, in the next Codex, but yes. <laughs> well, yeah, or, like, you know, are prevalent for any psychic powers or whatnot. Uh, you've or lost D. the ability to make bikes troops. Yeah. So you no longer get that. Um, you've lost um, the Ravenwing automatically passing on the hit and run with the banner. So it's not such a good insert for a wolf star now because you're losing that extra dice and the automatically happening part. And you've lost the rad launcher. And the rad launcher is massive. Here's an interesting one, which I've literally just seen. Uh, Games Workshop are now selling Gamers Edition codexes. They're are they the small ones? £18 each, iPad or ebook. I think it's just iOS devices at the moment. Which are basically you get the rules. You don't get any of the pictures, any of that. You, get, you just the basic stuff you need to play a game. And we'll still won't bother buying it from them because they're. That's nice of them to stuff. give us a download that is like smaller size when we torrent it. Yep, it'll also be cheaper mm. for the people who, who do, do buy it. Who do buy it, which you should <laughs> do, of course. Yes. That's another point I want to raise as well. Um, that was put in there in, in what Mike was saying about the Ravenwing not being troops. We've lost that pretty much as well. With uh, with the advent of formations being so prevalent now, um, moving things into the troops slot on the force organisation chart is, is less and less relevant. Uh, and of course we've seen people moving further and further away from objective secured units uh, in their armies. I haven't. Yeah, because you've turned around and gone, hey, look, I've got an entire army of objectives secured. Exactly. With all the free transport vehicles. There's been a lot more free stuff. Yes, so... Gladius and Admech. Gladius and Admech, the war convocation. They're, they're, try, they're trying to make points, not mean a thing. It's the slow sigmarcation of 40k. That's what it is. Oh, it's so sad. And again, that's a, that's a very... It's it's like a very contradictory um, design ethos there, where you've gone from we you know we don't really care about things being obsec or troops. It's not that important to have everything obsec. Everything is obsec. Everything have it all and take it's two of them. Yeah, they they can't make their minds up, can they? They really can't make mm. their minds up. And it is. It, it is made fun. a bit more sense back in the day when we could see like, oh, okay, you know, Phil Kelly did this one, and and, and you know, Mark Crades did that one, and. You know, Mark Ward did that one, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, they're, they're just not putting their names to it now, are they? <laughs> yeah, so we don't because they're all embarrassed name. by it. <laughs> <laughs> not because they want the glory, or they don't want the shit on the internet. Yeah, well, they don't want people lining up to harass them at uh, open days and such. Um, You've done that, haven't you, Alex? I may have had conversations with Phil Kelly and Mark Ward at Golden Demon Games Days before. Yes, very possibly. Is that why they shafted? What codex are you playing at the time? Um, no, that's yes, yeah, Space Wolves. So yeah, probably you remembered years <laughs> and years down the line. <laughs> so it's all Alex's fault that Space Wolves got shafted. And on our strength nine. Yeah, yeah. that's the other thing. Ah, oh, oh, fucking lack of FAQs. Lack of FAQs. That was another weird thing as well because we had so we had we were like, we were rejoicing last year. FAQs regularly, they'd come out 
you know, they'd be like day one FAQ. Remember the first Dark Angels Codex that came out and there was FAQs on the day because they picked up grammatical errors and spelling errors and stuff. And Same they as were the Eldar book. Yeah, they were in there straight away. And now, you know, they don't give a f- they don't give a toss, do they? That's the thing. I mean, I've had I've had conversations with people who who work at um, GWHQ and uh, they play people in the design team and help test out stuff. And every single thing, um, every single sort of question they ask, you go, well, it's, isn't it obvious? Like the with, like the Thunderwolves being straight for ten and stuff, and Warp Spider is only allowed to jump once. They think it's obvious, therefore it doesn't need an FAQ. Why, why would it so, be obvious? But, but, but I don't. Well, I don't know because that's where they're, they're in that little bubble. So, well, what about for the people who play tournament? But well, we're not really designing it for tournament people anymore, so they can just do what they like. Well, it's they like, think well, it's obvious, but then you hmm. actually read rules and stuff and go, "But look, here's all the ambiguity." Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, why? As as I said, it's like if you go through like the logic of like five or six different pages, you can figure out the Thunderwolf cavalry as you've written it. Our strength nine. Hmm. So, well, it's just is. There's just strength five on their profile, so you double that. So, well, that's not what your rules say. So it really needs an FAQ. So, oh, well, um, yeah, I'll pass it on to the team, see if they reckon it'll be still nothing, even with all the emails as well. Just a yes or a no. That's all you want. You need, you need to stop including dick pics, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> then they might actually pay attention to your emails. If rather than, only, oh. if only, maybe I should actually start making dick pics. Maybe that'll be... Nope. Maybe that'll be... That would just a, I don't want to see that in WhatsApp. Reminds me, I've got another video to send tonight. Oh, brilliant. Is this going to be another one of those dwarfs ones? Uh, no, there's no midgets in this one. Oh. Or, or eels. Oh, that was bad. What the <laughs> hell was going on with the eel? Yep. Uh, let's not talk about that. No. MrHands.avi. Let's go. Um, <clears throat> and then, of course, we had Tau most recently, which, Yay. speaking of rules that no one can agree on and um, don't make sense when they're read, Literally, um, yeah, it's an interesting book. The Tower Book. We spoke about how it's not really a new book, but it is, and and I think the Tower Book really highlights the effect that formations and special rules can have on on models, on on units being viable at a competitive level. I think you know the Games Workshop don't seem like they're going to be doing patches or tweaking actual unit entries themselves uh, and maybe maybe this is the way to go for some sort of competitive balance but then obviously we, we we don't have any sort of hope that they even care about competitive balance in the first place but it, it shows you it's definitely there you know you can take take things that we've been overlooking for a long time or have just been using here and there give them a nice formation or throw them in with something that's that's really good and suddenly they they want to get used again, so there's definitely benefit in terms of sales there as well. I'd imagine. Uh, what do you guys think about using sort of formations and supplements to make things viable? I'm sure Raven Guard players will be happy with the uh, supplements. Oh god, the Raven Guard supplement! I thought it was really good. I'm surprised I haven't seen more about it. Um... My favourite part of that is allowing <laughs> you to change the mission because that's just comical. Oh yeah, and, and you can see them rule that that's fine. <laughs> yes. Yay. So if you're at an event using the ETC FAQ or probably a lot of other events. If you want to change the mission you're playing, oh, it's scouring. I don't like scouring. <laughs> We're not playing that anymore. Do you have to just roll for it again? or do you Yeah, you just, just... Roll, you just roll for it. Yeah, oh. I think you randomise again. That's brilliant. That, that's so good. They must have read that like, ha I wonder how these tournament bastards will take this. <laughs> nah, they 
didn't put that much thought into Alex Tola. <laughs> don't oh, kid yourself not. there. <laughs> maybe not. Well, speaking of tournaments, um, obviously it's been a, a <clears throat> growth year for Warhammer. 40,000 competitive events. Uh, a lot of people were saying it was on the downturn. There's still been tremendous growth in, in a number of events and, and a lot of new ones popping up as well. Um, so what have you guys, your highlights personally been uh, for the competitive scene in, in, in 2015? Allies of Convenience GT. Mike at ETC. <laughs> Seeing oh. Alex at a tournament. Yeah. See, see, meeting Alex for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Although people still don't believe he's real. Yeah, he, he I was, is, I was he hiding is. behind a... Um, um, like a... You were segregated. Yeah, like a screen. I had a screen. Like I was the Wizard of Oz, wasn't I? It was players and non-players behind the screen. Yeah. I like to think he's actually Andy's Tyler Durden. <laughs> That's what I like to think. It's like the, the, the cooler version of Andy, what Andy dreams to be. Hey. Sorry, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you'd never get Alex in a mustard top, for example. <laughs> oh, Think of all the soap we'd get out of Andy. Uh, some um, some big events in the in the states as well, of course. Um, we didn't have much of a presence this year, as opposed to last year. But uh, Nova was was an interesting one. The event of the Wolfstar. Mm. Mike, do you want to talk a little bit about that? As you are a Wolfstar Wolfstar aficionado. Um, yeah, if you ban everything that kills the Wolf Star, a Wolf Star is going to win a major event. That's pretty much what happened. Because they banned, they 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 nerfed D, didn't they? Yes. And um, they got rid of stomps or something or other. Or they, banned, they had no super banned, heavies. Banned, yeah, banned super heavies and gargantuan creatures. And, and there was no invis nerf or anything, which yeah, they kind so, of no super heavies and no invis nerf. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it was literally like, well, I think we said before Nova started that um, we think that Wolfstar will probably end up winning it, and lo and behold, it did. Because mm. it was it was like designed for that mission, for those missions. Well, that brings up an interesting an interesting point, because 2015 has definitely been a year of comp. Um, has it? It has. I think, I, think, I think it's been wound back a bit, actually. Yeah, I think at the beginning before. of the year. No, I mean, I'm talking about... You know, comp has definitely been a big discussion this year. It's been a big topic. Um, oh right, yeah. I think it's been like Mike was saying, it's scaled back a lot towards the end of this year. In certain places, in others, not so much. Yeah, because it's like, well, we need that to make the game balanced, mm. so we better have that in. <laughs> and it's interesting. I mean, that's, that's that's why we went free source, I think, in the end, because like we needed another thing to help balance it even further. Yeah. It was nice just to see how three source would work as well, to be honest. No one else had done it really, had they? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's been about four or five events, I think. Like the second half of this year with it. Also, what I want to see is orcs, like the ITC, letting the orcs have the, the big mechs on. No, Andy, because that's Forge Wars. We don't discuss yeah. that here. Yeah. No. Why would you want to let someone have a. Because Andy wants a stomper. 800, 900 point model for 400 points, Andy. Because I like orcs and I want to see them work. Because he also wants to play Gladius and get uh, an extra thousand points for free or something. Oh, I see. And he also wants to play War Convocation to get three points, which is why Yay. he wants a stomper. Yay. He wants more toys. Basically, Andy, you want that stomper to be allowed so that you can make lots of money painting stompers for people, don't you? Well, no, I have a stomper. So. You have a lampshade. 
<laughs> it really is a lampshade uh, <laughs> with plastic uh, all over it. Nice. I just like to see all the codexes be roughly the same, and I'd like the game to not be so rock paper scissors. I think you sound like you want to play thirty k, Mike. Yeah, fuck off to thirty k, Mike. Mm, well, you still got mm, space wolves. I still have space wolves. Yeah, <laughs> just no puppies. Yeah, they're fucking strength ten in thirty k, motherfuckers. <laughs> Nah, not when you start playing. <laughs> yeah, just follow me around. The fucking albatross. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah. <coughs> uh, That's it... 2015. Well, just well, don't forget, we've got the ETC as well. I mean, yeah, I there's, there's, like, there's over, quite a bit over, more. There's quite over a bit half more of than... what we've done. Are we allowed to mention that, Mike? <coughs> I, I was just trying to avoid that in case you got upset again. I thought you might be like spoiling half the ETC episodes. They're still waiting to come out. <laughs> Fucking hell, more ETC episodes. <laughs> no, I don't think there is. No. There will be somewhere. Let's go somewhere. record another one just to wind Alex up. <laughs> uh, Alex, you missed one. We've got a WTC one coming up. Oh, fucking hell. What's that? That's that's a good one. Uh, the Winter Team Championships. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is a good oh, one. Yeah. It was either Wales or World. So. <laughs> or or Winter. I'd like to hear that episode, actually. Or Wankers. Well, Andy, it will, um, like it. It will, it will be, it'll be uh, released, released in very winter. soon. At some point. We have long winters in this country, so no rush. Winter, hasn't, that, really, winter hasn't really appeared yet, has it? No, it's like 12 degrees. Mm. Fucking global warming. Yes. Yes. I blame Donald Trump, but we won't go into that. Fucking love Donald Trump. What a guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no comment. <laughs> oh, All dear. right, let's bring it to a close then. What did you, overall, have you guys enjoyed 2015 for 40K? Is 40K better or worse for 2015? Let me know, each individually. Game wise, worse. Social wise, better. Okay. What wise, better? Social. Social. They don't like social, either. What about what are your thoughts, Andy? Yeah, I think gaming wise it's better. Um, I think gaming wise it's better, yeah? Yeah, I love it. There's so much content stuff coming out. Um, Andy's like a hummingbird, though. You have to remember this, Alex. It's like Andy a magpie. Just, Ooh, exactly. shiny. He, he, he flitters onto the next thing in a burst of sugar, and then just before he realizes it's shit, he moves on to something else. So he's constantly looking looking forward to something that's going to be awesome before he gets to the down point of, this doesn't work. <laughs> He's constantly right, having a Harlequin incident. No. <laughs> well, fuck you guys. <clears throat> and Mike, I'm... what do you think? Um, I think, yeah, it's... Um, it's, uh, it's a tough one. It mm. really is. I think I think it was so close to being a good game again and then Eldar happened and then we've just gone through another one of these increasingly quick cycles of catching up. Yeah. And um yeah. I think it's gonna be Tau. I think it's gonna be Tau that's gonna piss everyone off now. You know, yes. Tau 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 if if Tau get all their rules ruled the way no, no, GW that. want them to, not then Tau, it's just... gonna be Monka will piss yeah. people off. Yeah. Exactly. Tau. It's like it's good versus Death Stars, it's good versus it's like Individual units, it's just like Tau have a ton of a ton of builds that are possible now, mm. and like we, everyone's going to hate Riptides. So that's the Riptides. next thing. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be spam tides. It's going to be the thing because of the Riptide just... wing. Nah, it's all right. 
<laughs> okay. You, you, oh, you, you don't play the game, do you? That, that it's was... all right. It's not fucking horrific. We haven't. Yeah, it is. Oh, <laughs> man, it's it's just like it's all the horrific. all the Avisa stars all the time. Yes, I know. Yeah, I, that was I... the first thing I put forward to Justin, and it was like, mm, it's all right. Right. I'd say yeah. I think I think socially the games come along, but I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll take much for even more people to start the exodus away from 40k, which is sad. Where are they going to really? go? Really? I don't know. Extra. Somewhere else. Bolt, bolt action, guys. I'm Peter Bolt action at the moment. Everyone is, go to bolt action. Do 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 <laughs> do Mantic play do a 40k type game? Yes, they do. Don't they? Warpath isn't that what it's called? Uh, well. Tournaments are getting big, bigger, you know. The numbers are going up for events worldwide. This is. I'm not talking about our little bubble. Um, yeah, like Vegas next year. They sold 256 tickets and they had to so increase another hundred. Yeah, <coughs> it's LVO is the biggest um, solo 40k event in the world now. Um, and congratulations to those guys as well um, for that achievement. But it just shows you, you know, people. People are still interested in playing the game. Um, but, I mean, maybe that's the way we're going to have to take it. You know, literally, they've comped a lot of stuff just so everyone can have fun. Well, a lot of the people will say they play the game now because of the people still playing it and the friends and everything. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys I've spoke to who basically, they don't play the game for the game. They play it for the, the weekends away, the socialising, yeah. <clears throat> the trips to Prague... That's always been a big aspect of it. It always has been mm. because we've all. I mean, mo- uh, you know, I can't speak for Matt's behalf because he's but a wee babe. But most of us are grown men that have rediscovered something that we enjoyed as children. Um, and you know, in between drinking and girls, which you know, maybe not all of girls. us discovered. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's something that we've gone back to and we enjoy. And and the social element is is very important because we're still. Still, we're still, still guys that like hanging out down the pub and what have you. So if we can do both at the same time, which pretty much we can do at tournaments, that's what it is, isn't it? Really, it's like hanging yeah. out down the pub whilst yeah. pushing toy men around the table. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> yeah, but now the, now the social aspects disappear though because it's too busy in the game. Um, yeah, I mean the game's long to play. There's a lot of rules. We had that problem last year though, didn't we? With all the psychic powers and stuff. Yeah, there's, there's so. I much think people keeping. people have got quicker, but there's just, there's still there's still some games where you just don't have enough time to have crack with your yeah. opponent. Do we start? The game is slow. Do we still have complaints of slow play on bits? Yes. Well, Mike yeah. does. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, in certain instances, anyway, is it as bad as it was last year? Because I remember it being a massive thing at the start of last year, yeah. like two minutes and stuff. There's, there's also there's also a lot of douchebags coming back, or douchebaggy behaviour. I've heard that people haven't actually you never left to any, any any to yeah, any to about, but um, has been made note of mm. at a later date that some people are trying it on. And being, I mean. I, I, a bit naughty. I, I definitely agree with that in a sense, and the sentiment of what you know the guys at um, the Longmore podcast are doing, um, I, I agree with the sentiment of like bringing the community spirit back. You know, whether that's bringing the hobby back or whatever, whatever way you want to manifest that, that's you know bringing everyone... sexy back. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously yeah. we've always been doing that right here, especially when Mike had uh, his shit sweats, but um... <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh yeah. But um, I, I definitely think it's important to bring that community aspect back um, because, it like is. you said, we are basically just giving up our weekend to hang out with with our pals, some of, some of which you don't know, some of which you kind of do as acquaintances. And when it's all focused on just winning, 
I don't and know. Is it is bringing it... bringing the hobby back is obviously a very good thing as well because I mean if you bring the hobby back then you get to be able to doctor your own dice to make them roll where you want. Oh, Mike. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> take over the world that way. That wasn't did, necessary. Did you want a low blow, man? Well, it is a low blow, but you know what? Fuck it. I can't stand that podcast. Really? <laughs> I like I it. Actually, I it. actually subscribe to the uh, the long war. I actually quite. Like I listen. It. I listen to it, but literally because right. I like raging at directions. I, I literally pay five dollars ninety nine a month. Really? Yeah, because I, I actually mostly because so... I like I like I watch Kenny's painting tutorials. I find them the most interesting. <laughs> yes, um, I agree. And I, I quite like the I quite like the battle reports as well. Um, I don't really listen to their podcasts or webcasts, um, but the the painting stuff I really enjoy. And Rob Baird does some of the some painting stuff as well. I only really pay for that. I, I find it interesting. I find it all interesting. I like hearing people's perspectives on on the the competitive aspect of forty k. And I might not agree with all of the proposed methods. I think maybe some of them are a bit naive and simplified. Um, there's still definitely ways in which the game and and way things that can go wrong and and what have you. And I don't think it is a solution to the competitive environment. Um, but I do definitely agree that we need to do something about people's attitudes. Um, I know Matt, yeah. you weren't you weren't tremendously happy with um, uh, maybe how some of people were behaving at the uh, AOC Grand Tournament. Um, really? Yeah, Matt. Mine was yeah. Right. Well, that that episode hasn't come out yet either. <laughs> yeah. so, well, it oh, has. We, we, have we not done, have we not done the episode on our tournament yet? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you, you just weren't fuck, there. Where the fuck was I? Um, I think you were looking at YouTube videos of people painting. Oh, YouTube videos of cats. Fucking probably was. I'll have yeah. to sell my cats, yeah, fuck's sake. <laughs> but yeah, I think people just need to be a bit more considerate of each other and let's all hold hands and be happy going into 2016 and make sure that we have a, have fun whilst pushing our toy soldiers around the table and rolling dice. Fuck fun. And drink more. And drink more. Mm. Drinking more helps. Unless no, you can't hold your drink. I don't drink. I don't uh, drink what about, what about What about the... Everyone um, drink and the, they play me. It's great. The amazing non-live streaming that we did. That was that was quite cool. For yeah, me. I want I want to see more. Cool. I want to see more shit like that. Actually, yeah. I love watching battle reports. Like when I when I'm doing painting and stuff, I love having battle reports on. Or when I've got like well, spare time, it would it would be great if we could do more of that. But obviously, geography is uh, not on our side. Given that I'm in Essex, Mike's in Oxford, and uh, you lot are up there in Warwick. Sorry, Warrington. Warwick. Warwick. Same same <laughs> sort of same Warwick. fucking place. Well, I'm hit. All I'm hearing is it's Alex's fault for being in Essex. Yeah, I will. But like, when I, we do I, another event, we'll do more videos anyway. So it's all good. All we really need is a GoPro because, I mean, how much was that yeah. GoPro? How I need that more than a GoPro, mate. But anyway, it's all good. Don't worry, Andy. You just, you can just be the face of it. You don't have to worry about the technical side. Fuck it. But anyway, that was our 2015. Um, I hope you had a fun 2015, and we'll be back in 2016 with more content and. Uh, more irreverent bullshit from all of us here at the Allies of Convenience. Thank you very Yay. much. Uh, More have my holidays. I'm buying my toilet paper for Christmas. He doesn't need toilet paper. I just he needs a it. cork. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mechanics. Now, please put your hands together and welcome St. Nicholas and Jesus Christ. Hello, everybody. How are y'all doing tonight? You know, Jesus, there have been so many wonderful songs written about us over the years. That's right, Santa, and we love each and every one of them. Like this one. Joy to the world, for I have come. Let earth receive me. Let
heaven and nature see. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. You know, Jesus, that is a nice song, but I like this one. Up on the housetop, reindeer paws, out jumps good old me. Down to the chimney with lots of toys, all for the little one's Christmas joys. Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Up on the housetop, click, 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 down through the chimney with good old me. You get away. Go away. Get away. Where away? Away in the manger, no crib for my bed. That's where cute little old me laid down my sweet head. The stars in the sky look down where I lay. Cute little eight-pound me asleep in the hay. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye to Bethlehem to see me. Here's one. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory it's my to turn. Me. Silent night, uh, holy night. All is, calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin mother and me. Holy me, tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace. Okay, Jesus, here's one you might remember. Her name is Rio and she dances on the sand. Just like that river twisting through the dusty oh, land. Santa, Santa, Santa. That's not a Christmas song, but that's, I that's know, a... but there's like 300 Jesus Christmas songs and only four f***ing Santa ones. It's not fair. Just do it yourself. I'm leaving. Oh, come on, Santa. You can't leave. Oh, you, Jesus. But Santa, the weather outside is frightful. Aw. But the fire is so delightful. Well, since I've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping. But I brought some cone for poopy to poppin'. The lights are turned way down low. So let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. The fire is slowly dying. And my dear, we're still goodbye, be bye. But as long as you love me so, let it snow.